This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. It is Deep South Dining, and you have tuned in once again, and we are happy to have you here. My good skillet buddy, Carol Palmer, is away, but we have her on Skype. Carol, can you hear us? I can hear you, Mal. How are you this morning? Doing so well. And you? Well, it's hard to beat where I am. I'm looking out a window at a mountain and a waterfall, (laughs) and now I'm seeing you. But I'm looking out a window and seeing Java. Well, you are so lucky. (laughs) And I'm I hear nice. our friend Leanne is in the studio. And also joining us this morning, live and in person, Leanne Doss Galt. Good morning, Leanne. Morning. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are I'm y'all? I'm moving the screen so I can see you. Oh. How I are you? better with the screen in front of my face. So Leanne's going to be in the studio. Carol's going to be in Aspen, Colorado. Oh. And Java and I will be right here at uh, World Headquarters of uh, MPB Think Radio. Leanne Galt, uh, as many of our listeners know, uh, is a fabulous home cook. She's also a teacher and instructor uh, at the Viking Cooking School up in Greenwood. But she has a day job, and she is the create. She is the do what? I said she has a real job. <laughs> yeah, I was going to introduce her real job here. She is the creative content director at Edge Theory. That's right. And uh, you can explain what that is. I've always struggled with that, but I know it's a real job. It is a real job. Um, We mm, Content. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I come up with content strategies for clients uh, for their social media Ah, needs. That's right. And we worked together once when Mm -hmm. I was at Visit Mississippi. That's right. So we're so happy to have you here. All of our listeners, uh, our regular listeners, know you well, as as do the people on – Cooking and Coping, our Facebook page, which you co-created, you and Carol created that Facebook page. So talk a little bit about that. Um, It was COVID and everybody (laughs) was going crazy. And Carol called me and said, can we start a Facebook group? How do we do that? And we figured it out and started it. And I think we started with four people and we've got over 5,000 now. Yeah, we've grown a little bit. Mm -hmm. And And organically, it's all word of mouth. Carol, Leanne, and Thomas Williams were the original friends on the Facebook group. And Thomas Williams was the rocket that boosted us because Thomas has a great Rolodex. (laughs) People in food all over love him, as we do. And we love him, too. Right. And, And Carol, as I was telling Leanne, I spoke to Thomas this morning early. We had a nice early morning chat this morning and he's doing well i advised him to tune in to hear two of his favorite people uh talk about food and and uh, three of his favorite people well three that's right maybe four with java yeah but anyway so carol what's uh what's going on out in uh colorado just got here and of course left the airport and immediately went down to Basalt to a restaurant. Uh, I'm here with your other good buddy, Donna Barksdale, and talk about somebody that loves loves to eat. So I threw my suitcase in the car, and we went down to Basalt and ate at Heather's. 
the world famous home of the best chicken pot pie you've ever seen. Hmm. And they have lots and lots of pies with very thick crusts. So we had brunch and coconut pie at 1030 in the morning. That's the way to do it. Mm, that sounds great. Well, we're going to have a pie, some sort of a pie as well here a little later in the show. I want to tease out what's going to happen in the third and final segment of today's show, and that is that uh, I issued um, a challenge, an ingredient challenge to Leanne, to, and I dropped off at her house a bag that contained tomatoes and okra and figs and peppers corn. and corn and maybe a few other things. And I said, take these ingredients, make us some groovy food, and bring it to the studio on Monday, and we'll talk about it. And we're going to do that in great detail in the third segment. But uh, first of all, we want to talk about what's going on. Um, I, I know let's, – let's go back and talk about the, uh, the dinner that you guys all had in Memphis recently. Uh, Thomas was telling me a little bit more about that this morning. Well, it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, there's an organization in Greenwood called Art Place Mississippi. Right. That um, my I have a lot of friends that work there, and uh, every fall they have an auction to raise money. And um, I had a couple of glasses of wine in my friend Taylor's kitchen, and my friend Yolandi took that opportunity to talk me into auctioning myself off um, ah. or a dinner for eight people. Dinner for eight. And. Uh, Tim Pierce, the wonderful, fabulous, amazing Tim Pierce, bought it and or won the auction. And um, we've been trying since November to have a date um, to cook. And COVID kept interrupting, but, but we yet, finally got to do it. And yet, finally, we finally got to have it. Well, Tim is in Memphis, so did he? Did he buy you online, or was he there in person? He did. It was an online auction. And I guess I had promoted it on my Facebook page, and um, Tim saw it and bought it. Well, thank goodness. It was yeah, fun. sounds like y'all had a blast, and uh, it's always good. well. And just one of the things to say here that uh, you know Tim has become a very close friend of all of us, and that was through our cooking and coping Facebook page. That you know, when you see what people post, when you see their food you start to get to know them. So for many of us, it was, you know, the first time actually meeting each other in person. And Leanne, that was so for you, correct? Yes, I'd never, I mean, except you and Thomas were the, and Joe Sherman were the only people that I knew, I mean, face-to-face in real life. But it was like we all knew each other. Yes. We we knew each other well through what we cook and how we cope. And it was just a beautiful thing, and it was the first dinner party I've been to that had a suggested color, a color theme. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Thomas said he somewhat struggled with his attire, but that you rescued him. Well, uh, I, you know, I do love a thing, Malcolm. You know that. Mm, and a condiment. The thing, <laughs> the thing was, uh, you know, the beautiful dinner party invitation, it had that the colors were black and chartreuse and white mm-hmm. so i went all in and she did she was a vision in chartreuse i can only chartreuse. imagine it also had 
chartreuse fingernails that look so horrible that, that my husband John asked me to <laughs> remove the finger polish, fingernail polish this week. <laughs> He'd seen about all of that that he wanted to see. There are some, some places that chartreuse doesn't um, uh. doesn't here. So, Leanne, tell us about how you did that dinner, what you were thinking, and how the ingredients came together. Um, well... Uh, just my crazy mind, I guess, put it together. I, um, I thought and struggled, and I came up with three different menus and sent them to Tim Pierce, and he chose what we had. So, so he was the ultimate uh, designer of, yes, the, of the menu. Yes, he was. But um, it And Carol has mentioned it before. I tend to travel with jars, sacks of sauce, uh, sauces, and... Um, Toppings. It's like a little magic bag. <laughs> yeah, the magic bag is actually here today. Uh, it's in the studio. And, yeah, uh, like Mary so Poppins. Talk about that the the appetizer with the um, with the sable rice cake. Um, it's something that I had done for Kara's birthday right. with Malcolm, and um, people really seem to like it. And it's easy and it's different. So it was um, two brooks sable rice that was. I mixed with some, um, what did I do? Something, oh, a uh, harissa paste and some shallot and garlic and rice flour and made it into a patty and fried it crispy. And then on top, I found um, a smoked salmon loin, which was a little fattier, mm-hmm. and put that on top. And then it was a, a preserved lemon creme fraiche. And Leanne, I know preserved lemon is something that, that you talk about a lot and so how do you do your preserved lemon and what all do you put in it put put it on um a lot of things um i like lemon i'm kind of a a sour person i suppose but um a very sweet sour person (laughs) uh, uh, preserved lemons are basically just uh salted lemons so you quarter lemons you don't cut all the way through so it sort of opens like a bud and um put it in a jar cover it with uh salt and um, I'll throw some allspice berries in there and some peppercorns and seal it up and set it aside, put it in the refrigerator and let it go for about two weeks. And you turn the jar every couple of days mm-hmm. and um, it preserves them. And so then you, when you use them, you mainly you use the peel, which becomes very soft and tender. And uh, you kind of rinse off some of the salt and I put it in salad dressings. I put it in rice, um, hummus. Uh, I also will take the, I, um, puree it too and use the puree in, um, that's what I used in the creme fraiche was pureed preserved lemon. And, um, I make homemade harissa at home. I call it hot loving harissa. Mm-hmm. And, um, I add the preserved lemon to that as well. And the harissa paste can actually be bought at grocery stores mm-hmm. now. Yes. One reason I wanted to and the talk preserved about, lemon too at Fresh Market. about the, the uh, rice patty was I actually saw you do it. It was really interesting to me, and I thought our listeners would uh, would enjoy seeing it because you know when I thought of a, a black rice cake, I just thought she was going to pat together some black rice, but you know she had it in a a bowl or a you know prep plastic dish. And actually, you know, squirted some of her paste and her her potions in it and stirred it around. And 
you use one thing when at Tim Pierce's dinner, and then you use something totally different when you did a dinner for me, and I asked you to to do those. So speak to me. You use the sable rice as a canvas. Right. Well, it's so um, healthy. It's got more antioxidants than blueberries. It's just, it tastes great. It's, um, and it's a blank canvas. It is. So, um, for you, for you, I did red curry paste, um, Thai red curry paste in the black rice cake and scallions. And, um, I cooked the rice with some lemongrass and then I used, um, yuzu koshu, yuzu kosho, which is, um, a Japanese, kind of like harissa it looks like um wasabi but it's very citrusy and spicy is that it. something you can buy at the grocery store um you can buy it at chins and you can a fresh market has those it too those are both jackson both businesses jackson. mr chins and uh, fresh market yes or you can order it from amazon if okay. you're if you're not as lucky as we are because we are really lucky in our grocery store options Yes, we are. Yeah, and, and you spell Yuzu, Y-U-Z-U, for those out there that are going to go rush yeah. to their market find some Yuzu. And Kosho is yeah, K-O-S-H-O, and that's the paste, but you can buy Yuzu juice as well, and it's kind of like lemon, orange, and grapefruit all mixed together. It's delicious. I love it. All right, before we take a first break, I want to remind people that our cooking and coping friend, Julian Brunt from Biloxi, has recently retired as a food writer, professional food writer. But he is posting on Cooking and Coping uh, his reviews and his writings from the past. And today, I believe, was one of the first. Did you happen to see it, Leanne? I have not looked at social media this morning. I was in the kitchen. (laughs) But anyway, so his first installment of his sort of new outlet of posting on Cooking and Coping, some of his reviews, some of his food writing that covered many years uh, is out there today. And it's a review of Vestige. The restaurant in Ocean Oh, yes. Springs. No, I did see that. I lied. You I did. saw that. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we take a break. We come back. We will talk to Stafford Sheridan, uh, one of the – we call him the Delta correspondent. He's uh, <laughs> in Drew, Mississippi. He's got a restaurant. He's a farmer. He does gas station and tailgating reviews, and we'll check in with him and see what's cooking, and then we'll talk more about – what Leanne brought in, which we're saving for the third segment, but uh, we're going to talk about the ingredient challenge that I issued to her last week. Imagine having someone drop off a bag of groceries at your front door and saying, cook something cool, and we'll have you on the radio next week (laughs) to talk about it. And that's the way that we roll here at MPB Think Radio's Deep South Dining. We'll be taking a short break. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. On Poplar Avenue, right around Germantown area, and we're right off the interstate it's called the fill and chill. Inside the fill and chill is Lee's Fresh Sushi. Now you guys knew this was bound to happen. 
I was going to end up eating sushi at a gas station. It honestly looks really, really good. Welcome back to Deep South Dining. Malcolm White, Carol Palmer, and Leanne Galt all with you this morning. Carol is uh, via the Internet. She's Skyping in. Leanne and I are sitting here with Java Chapman in command studio. And on the phone, this is a four-way. This is a four-way stop here. We've got the one and only Stafford Sheridan, who, uh, well, he's a renaissance man. He's a farmer. He's a restaurateur. He does uh, tailgate gas station food and reviews. He hosts a great Mardi Gras parade that uh, Carol and Java can attest to. And so we're going to bring him on the phone. Good morning. How are you, sir? You know, there's always a good gas station at a four-way stop. (laughs) (laughs) Of course there is. Good to have you, my friend. It's been a minute. It has been. It's good to be here. And what? I don't know. That's the funniest intro I think I've ever had with the uh, the the review of sushi in the background, <laughs> gas station sushi. See, it's what happens when you become famous. People lead into your conversations with your conversations. That's actually an older uh, review I did, at probably early 2021, because I've done 130 something of these now. Wow. Goodness. So I'm going back. My kid, my daughters have pressured me to go onto TikTok. Mm-hmm. So now I'm releasing all these on TikTok, and I think they're doing better on TikTok than anywhere else I've done them. So. Well, there's a lot of people on well, TikTok, I hear. We knew you when you started You started uh, these reviews. 130, that is an impressive number. And Well, and I hadn't even done that many this summer either. Yeah. Was that called the fill and chill? Did I catch that? So it's the fill and chill, and you go inside, and there's actually a Japanese guy inside the gas station making sushi by hand. And tell us again where it is. It's on Poplar Avenue in Memphis. It's good. Big. So big, you get big off city the interstate like station. you're going. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know where the big round hotel. Everybody knows the round hotel on Poplar. So you get off the interstate like you're going there, and it's just right there on the right. It's good. Mm. My autobiography is going to be named. Um, Gas store, gas station, sushi, band, boys, and other bad decisions. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was actually turned out. You know, that's yeah, the it's thing. Good. I hadn't had bad gas station sushi yet. <laughs> now, I, I will say, somebody sent me to a place. I'm not going to say where it was. And I walked in and I looked at it. I said, No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had kind of a brutal uh, summer weather. Uh, or, or weather summer, I guess. What's going on on the farm? I know when you're not going out doing reviews of gas station food and running a restaurant, uh, that you have a farming job as well. So we're almost 100% irrigated, and we hadn't had a rain, a real rain, in about seven weeks. Wow. So between that and I film usually around 12. So between 104 degrees at 12 o'clock. <laughs> And and that I hadn't done a lot of reviews this summer, but I've done a few, and I found some cool places. I tried Indian food at a gas station that was pretty good too. So I'm kind of hitting all the bases, I guess. Okay, tell tell us about the Indian food. Now that's you know one of my favorite flavors. So it's I went to this place. If you get on the interstate leaving Meridian going into Alabama, it's like the first exit when you get into Alabama. There's a place there called Taste of India. And it's a gas station behind a gas station. I mean, you have to really be looking for it. Uh, actually, John T. Edge is the I follow him, and 
he posted about it. So I was going into that area and I went there and it was pretty good Indian food, really. Hmm. Cool. Excellent. So tell us. Road trip. Yeah, no doubt. It's not very far just outside of Marina. Yeah, not not far at all. Uh, tell us a few of the others that you've done this summer, some of the newer ones. So that we... A couple of interesting ones is where you get recognized not for this, but just because you're from Drew. I was in um, Crazy Cave, which is in Bucatana. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I walk in and actually Ben Napier recommended it. It's, uh, it's supposed to be the best gas station in that area. And the guy that owns the place, Duck Hunt Syndrome. Ah. But they have this incredible uh, hamburger steak that's just really good. Ooh. Hamburger steak there, Crazy K's. And then they do it a little K's. bit in Alabama. Crazy K's, yeah. Okay. Bucatana. It's not then Bucatuna. I went over. No, I don't think you say it that way. <laughs> I don't. But, you know, I mess a lot of these places up, and the wonderful thing about the Internet, they will correct you quickly. Gotcha. <laughs> I get I'll, corrected a lot. I always say Bucatuna just because I like the way it sounds. Yeah, now, the people it. there may not particularly care to be called Bucatuna. <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad you're I'm pretty good Bucatuna. now about asking. <laughs> yeah. That's Wouldn't it be fun to say that you're a Bucatunian? Yes. Yeah. It'd be a mouthful. <laughs> now, Stafford, I, I got a question, man, because like with the gas stations, with the gas station sushi, I would have been a little bit hesitant. So where do you come with, like, I guess the, the courage or the fortitude to be like, I'm going to walk into this gas station I don't know anything about, and I'm going to try something from this place? <laughs> so, you know, I grew up Java drinking well water from a 40-foot deep well. <laughs> And I don't think much is going to hurt me at this point. Um, so it's pretty pretty easy on that side. I mean, like I'm pretty uh, – I'll risk anything on, on the food. But but you went into this place, it was super, super clean. It really reminded you of a fresh market on the inside. I mean, when I say this gas station from the outside looks nothing like it does on the inside, it is spotless. And then there's literally a Japanese guy making the sushi right there. So you feel pretty good about it once you're inside. Did okay. they did yeah. they did they offer catfish sushi? Just curious. I don't think so. It was pretty uh like two or three different rolls was about it and I think you know, like they had a California roll obviously and mm. I think this was like a crunchy shrimp roll or something like that, but it was pretty basic. Now you talked about duck hunting just a minute ago. You mentioned that someone you knew duck hunted in Drew. You've got something going on. I saw you post uh about duck gumbo championship. What's what's that all about? So for about eight years in the early 2000s, we did a festival here in Drew called the Delta Wings Festival. And it was part festival, part Duck Gumbo Championship, and part uh, Duck Calling Championship, which was a really – the Duck Calling actually was a big deal. But, you know, that thing kind of fell by the wayside. And we're bringing back just the Duck Gumbo portion of that. So the Mississippi State Championship, uh, Duck Gumbo Championship, is coming back. It's going to be October 29th. We hadn't released all the, the information on that, but uh, there'll be a a pretty nice little prize. We'll have a live band. It's going to be a lot of fun. going to be a lot. That that part of the festival was the most fun for most people. Um, if you can imagine, the duck calling part of it was a preliminary for a $50,000 prize, so that got a little too serious mm, for some yeah. of, the, of us. But, uh, but we love the duck gumbo part. Plus, I mean, it's duck gumbo. Are you looking for judges? Ooh. Yeah, looking for judges or or So I might be. I've got a couple already lined up, and uh, I'm, and 
it's not going to be like barbecue judging. That's a little much for the duck gumbo part. But, uh, but yeah, we might be looking for some judges. Well, my brother had a fabulous duck and andouille gumbo recipe, so we may bring up a That's a the way to, go. to compete. Will it be at, at your place at, at Sheridan? So if we can finish, we're, we're working on a, um, a lot that we own. If we can finish that, it'll be on this lot that we own. If not, it'll be, we'll actually block, block the street off and have it right on the street. Yeah. like the, In front of the restaurant. Like the Mardi Gras parade. Correct. Correct. And so what's going on at Sheridan's Market in Delhi these days, your restaurant? And food, you know, food we're just cooking up, uh, we're cooking up good plate lunches every day, frying chicken. We fry chicken every day, just about it. Um, Mel is in the kitchen right now making up meatloaf, so it's fried chicken and meatloaf on Mondays, and and we're just we're just having a good time sweating this summer out, <laughs> mainly trying to keep the air conditioner on. No, no doubt. Carol, they got any fried chicken out there in Aspen? Hadn't, hadn't yet, but yeah, the day is young. But I, I wanted to tell Stafford that I, I guess last week or the week before. We actually had a caller looking for your restaurant, Stafford's on, on Main. He had eaten there and had just this wonderful meal, but he couldn't remember the name. So it was fun oh, to cool. have a conversation about the restaurant. It was cool. Yeah. Excellent. That's, that is cool. So tell, tell our listeners when Stafford's on Main is open and what they can expect. So right now we're open Sunday through Friday for lunch. So just Sunday through Friday for lunch, and we've been trying to hire some folks where we can get that Saturday added and, you know, maybe even one night a week. But it's it's interesting because when we opened, there were triple restaurants in Drew at the time, and they all fried chicken. They all did blue plate specials. So we kind of went more of a of a delicatessen with sandwiches, kind of like a Nukes or McAllister's. Well, I'm the only one left now, so we do. We still do the sandwiches, and now we're doing the fried chicken and all the other stuff too. So we sell more of the blue plate specials than we do anything. It's probably fifty, sixty percent of our business. So it's just good old fashioned country food, soul food, whatever you want to call it. Deep mm-hmm. South soul food. I mean, really, what we do mostly. So everyday fried chicken, and also a second meat option with vegetables. Yeah, so we'll do uh, we'll do two proteins, and and we'll have three or four options for vegetables. But it's a meat and three with dessert is what we usually do, and and they always come up with some kind of dessert. We do a lot of cobblers and sheet cakes, and just what you see in in out, you know. Right, right, right. All right, Stafford Sheridan, Drew, Mississippi. Uh, check out his. Uh, tell our listeners where they can find your. Your, your postings uh, about the gas station and tailgating foods? So I guess now I'm on just about every social media, and you can just <laughs> type in Stafford Sheridan, and, and you're going to find me. And if you haven't seen any of it, you got like 130 episodes to go through. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, may, it may be a minute before I film again, but by the time you get caught up, I'll, be, I'll have some new content out for sure. All right, man. It's great to hear from you. Keep up the good work. Uh, we appreciate it. Hey, you guys as well. And uh, go try. Don't be. Uh, don't be scared. Go try that gas station yeah. sushi. No, no, no reason <laughs> to be afraid. <laughs> no right. reason. Thanks a lot, buddy. We're gonna take a break. Absolutely. And we shall return. And in this last segment, we're gonna talk about the ingredient challenge that I issued to our good friend Leanne Dosgalt, who's in the studio with us, and she's going. We're gonna break out 
Java. We're going to break out all the food that she brought this morning. We're going to let her tell us all about it. But meanwhile, uh, our good friend Vish Bat has a new cookbook. It says, I am from here, stories and recipes from a southern chef. And Vish is a friend of yours, Leanne. He is. And he's in Oxford. He is in Oxford. And uh, Carol, we're all excited about getting him on the show and, and helping him roll out his new book. Won the James Beard Award for Best Chef South a few years ago. He is a Mississippi treasure. Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back after a short break and talk about the ingredient challenge. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Welcome back to Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio. Carol Palmer at a distance. Leanne Galt is in the studio. Job's in the studio. We're having a big time here. We're going to get to the ingredient challenge here in just a minute. But before we do that, Leanne and Carol, the Neshoba County Fair is happening as we speak. And that's Mississippi's giant house party. And I'm often asked, what's your favorite food you've ever eaten at the Neshoba County Fair? And I, there's so much, mostly fried chicken and deviled eggs. How about you guys? That and pimento cheese. Um, ah, I, we yes. were kind of feral, though, when we were there. I'm not sure my parents fed us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember eating at the Neshoba. I just remember being red all the time. Yeah. With, with clay and mm-hmm. such, the sun. It is truly Mississippi's house party, and it is some of the best food you will have. Everybody pulls out their best, and you know, they have traditional recipes that their families have used in the cabins. And gosh, I think next year we should go. Yeah, it's just so hot. <laughs> <laughs> this year it is so hot. It didn't hot. used to bother me. But here is a clip from a 2019 Deep South Dining about one of our friend's favorite meals. It is the barbecue Sunday clip, Java. One of our favorite newer meals at the fair is a barbecue Sunday. It is a layered concoction that we used to serve in those handled uh, beer steins that you would get for about a dollar at the Dollar Tree. But lately, we have resorted to the red Solo Cup, uh, the, the crystal pattern of the, uh, choice at the fair. And uh, for our barbecue pork, we are using the Piggly Wiggly grocery store installation, their branch here at the fair. We order it ahead of time with the add-ons of slaw, and baked beans. Sunday starts with a base of either a round piece of bread or crushed fritos, but some bread product. And then in any order you want it, we have your pulled pork usually next, and slaw, and baked beans, diced onions, jalapenos, all topped with barbecue sauce and sometimes with a rib stuck in the side of it as an eating utensil and then you can chow on the rib when you get through. Now, because sometimes we're not real bright when we get to the fair, we sort of leave our intellect at the gate, we have a board on which my daughter-in-law writes the instructions for creating said Sunday. 
and everybody seems to enjoy it, even the leftovers. Chaw on a rib. Carol, you know that voice. <laughs> that sounds to me like Diane Walton of Meridian, Mississippi. The one Am and I only. Right? The one and yeah. only. Former yeah. chair, I used to call her. She was the former chair of the Mississippi Arts Commission, as you were as well. All right. We appreciate that little clip, and we appreciate Diane Walton sharing from her Neshoba County Fair. So, Carol, unfortunately, you're not here. But you'll just have to watch from a distance. But, uh, Leanne, I offered you the ingredient challenge uh, last week. You took me up on it. Tell us what we have here. I think I, I delivered corn, figs, tomatoes, okra. cucumbers, and okra, I believe. So, and peppers. And peppers. What did you do with it? So, to start um, with the tomatoes, the tomatoes were very beautiful and very, very ripe. So, um, I didn't want to take a chance that they would go mushy. I mean, you know, that they I wouldn't be able to use them. So, I went ahead right. and pureed them on when you brought them. And so, with that, I made a gazpacho, an Indian spiced gazpacho. Oh, my goodness, Carol. So, it's got the cucumbers and the peppers, the onion, tomatoes. Um, some cumin, some coriander, and garam masala. And then on mm. top was chopped tomato, onions, and peppers, and um, sev, which is fried chickpea flour noodles. And I will tell our listeners that this. And cilantro. That these ingredients came from David and Melissa Patterson and their farm out in Madison. And lemons. There were lemons in the bag. Oh, I too. put lemons in mm-hmm. there as well. They didn't grow the lemons, but, but I just threw in some lemons. So our first dish is a gazpacho of uh, tomatoes. Cucumbers, cucumbers, peppers, peppers, garlic, onion. Terrific. Amazing. Lemon uh, vinegar. I'm having a hard time letting it go. <laughs> so, Wait, let, me, let me ask something here. Mm-hmm. Leanne, you mentioned something right at the end. I couldn't hear what you said. That was, It was a special ingredient on the top. Sev, just to give a um, – I'm a big texture person. I think that's why the black rice cakes are what they are. Um, I always have to have something crispy. So um, sev is fried – Chickpea noodles. Mm. Expel it. S E V. And explain how one gets it. One goes to Patel's. There's a Patel in Jackson. You can go to Patel's. There's one on Highway 80, and there's one on Old Canton, um, like at Old Canton and Lake Harbor. But or you can also probably order them, order it online. But so, I like Patel's. I went to five grocery stores yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, no. I made you I do work it. for this. I do it every <laughs> weekend. Is Java uh, partaking? He, you can't hear him, but he's quietly chewing away in the control uh, booth. I am partaking. And with the gazpacho, I think I talked about this last show. I don't even do tomatoes. <clears throat> <laughs> but now you're all choked up over tomatoes. But now I'm doing the, I'm doing the gazpacho. And thank you, Leanne. You're welcome, Java. Fabulous. Now I have moved on to the main entree, and I'm I'm noshing away on some okra. How'd you do this okra? So that's um, a crispy okra salad mm. uh, from Carol and I. Have a friend named Severe Saran, um, who had a restaurant in New York. Anyway, so it's okra that I've tossed with um, garam masala and dried mango powder, which is called am- amchur, and. Mm-hmm. Um, Fried it up crispy, and it's got tomato and onion and cilantro tossed with it. Wow. That's a fabulous little salad there on the top. Now, you chose the protein, and you came with salmon. Yes, I like salmon. 
And you, you have it topped with this salad you just described. Mm-hmm. But the There's salmon, also something else here. There's the, another. Yep. So um, the salmon was broiled. It's topped with um, a yuzu kosho mayonnaise combo, wow. which was yuzu kosho paste and some um, Duke's mayonnaise uh, that I spread on top and then broiled the fish. So it should be tender. Golly, that's good. That fish okay. Is- well, when you're broiling fish, Leanne, um, and salmon, I mean, that, that's something you really have to watch. That, that's a fast mm-hmm. preparation. So tell us how you broil your salmon. Um, I heated the broiler up. I, I have sort of a crappy electric oven. So if anybody wants to donate. Know, upgrade me. <laughs> um, but, uh, anybody our listeners wants to donate <laughs> a new stove to Leanne, feel free. But it works. Um, so I mixed together the mayonnaise and the... Uh, yuzu kosho and a little soy sauce spread it on top of the um, fish I always stick my pan in the oven first so the pan's really hot so when the skin hits the pan it crisps up a little bit and then um, run it under the broiler for about five minutes these are pretty thick pieces of salmon and you go skin side down mm-hmm. skin side before on you pan. go oven mm-hmm. alright we got a caller from Hernando Mike is tuned in today and he has some questions about what we're eating and what Leanne is doing. Hello, Mike. How are you? Uh, good morning. <clears throat> Sorry I didn't tune in at the beginning, and I didn't understand the name of the guest you had last quarter hour who was talking about the sushi at the res- at the gas station on Poplar. Okay. Um, a tip of the hat, I've been eating that sushi for years, and it's some of the best sushi around. You'd never guess it'd come from a gas station. But it's extremely good and extremely popular. But I also wanted to ask you this. That gentleman, and you said he has a restaurant. I'm in the north north part of Mississippi and don't really know much about the rest of the state. Uh, I don't know if he's in mid-Mississippi or Gulf Coast or where. And I was wondering how to find his restaurant. Okay, it's his name is Stafford Sheridan. S-T-A-F-F-O-R-D-S-H-U-R-D-E-N. His restaurant is in Drew, Mississippi, in the Delta. And oh, it's, it's in the Delta. Okay. Yeah, and it's called Sheridan's Market and Deli in downtown it's Staff- Drew. It's Stafford's own name. Oh, what did I say? Sheridan's Market right. and Deli. Oh. Oh, well. What, uh, let me ask you this. I know I know some of the towns in the Delta. I've never heard of Drew. Is it further down than Greenville or, you know, that area? It's or is Sun- it up in the central Delta? It's in Sunflower County. It's where Archie Manning's from. It's outside of Indianola, if so. Oh, Indianola. Okay, mm-hmm. good. I'm going to make yeah. the trip. I really want to go down there and try it. You should. If you, if you came down Highway 61, go through Cleveland, take a left on Highway 8, go to Ruleville, and turn left, and five miles up the road is Drew. I'm sure there's some back ways to get there, too, but it's it's in the Cleveland-Indianola triangle. Oh, golly. Thank you for that, because yeah. I've traveled that route, but I've never been over to Drew. Never yeah, even saw the sign, but uh, yeah, don't I'd like miss to the, uh, the Grammy Museum in Cleveland or the yeah, B.B. King Museum in Indiana. You have quite a trip. Oh, yeah, I've been there and uh, where um, Kermit the Frog was from, of course, in Leland. Leland, absolutely. All right, Thanks. Mike. I'm going to head that way. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you calling. And sorry about the getting the name of Stafford's restaurant wrong. But anyway, it's there in Drew. If you go to Drew and you don't find it, I don't know what to say. Uh, but anyway, so uh, back to the ingredient challenge, Leanne. Yep. 
we had we had the gazpacho soup for our starter. We segued into the salmon, but we didn't get to the side dishes. There's there's corn and uh, black ri- sable rice in there, right? Yep, there's a little sable rice just to give you some vitamins this morning. And mm-hmm. um, it is a coconut creamed corn mm. with the corn that you made. So it's coconut milk, ginger, garlic, um, a little onion, little jalapeno. Now, Carol, this corn was gifted from you to me, and some of it was gifted over to Leanne for this dish. So you you know where the okay. corn you know where the corn came from. Yeah, it's Delta Gold from Greenwood, Miss Yeah, Greenwood, Mississippi. Yeah. Leanne, I am really fascinated here. So you just did a regular creamed corn, but you used coconut milk at the at the end. Yes. Well, yeah, I sort of charred the corn a little bit in the skillet with the ginger and the um, garlic and the onion, and then, yeah, fin- put coconut milk and let it thicken a little bit and salt and pepper. And you and you shaved the corn off the cob? Shaved it off the cob. Um, mm-hmm. Use the corn milk <laughs> yep. as well as the coconut milk? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Carol. I, I was asking if she milked the corn, and she said yes. yes. So yep. we've got... Ginger, garlic, and corn, and then coconut milk. Did I miss anything? Because um, uh, I'm going a jalapeno. To... There was a jalapeno. One right. jalapeno. Yeah, in I the threw bag. in a jalapeno. Mm-hmm. I sure did. David Patterson threw in a jalapeno. So. That that sounds to me just absolutely delicious. I mean, who would have thought of putting coconut milk or coconut cream? Leanne. In the <laughs> Leanne, why'd you choose the salmon? Um, I I don't know. Um. This was actually one of the options that I gave Tim Pierce for our dinner party. Uh-huh. Um, so I've been wanting to make it. Oh, okay. Oh. Do you like salmon? Yeah, no, because it, it, salmon, you know, it, it's very amenable. It takes on all flavors, and I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. All right, and for the final course, a uh, fig tart, I believe. A fig tart. A fig tart with uh, orange blossom water. So there's a orange mm. blossom water uh, custard in wow. with the... Figs. And and there's a nice cr- oh, yeah. cream. And, Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> whipped cream with um, a honeyed whipped cream mm. with cardamom. Cardamom. Mm-hmm. Java, have you got Leanne, any of this fig yet? What, Carol? I'm sorry. Talk to us about the orange blossom custard. Okay. Um, so on my trek, my grocery trek yesterday at Patel's, I picked up uh, some orange blossom water caught my eye. And so... Um, you buy it in a bottle, and uh, mm. it gives it this very floral, orange tinge to the custard. And the custard was super easy. It's just um, creme fraiche and egg yolk, the orange blossom water. I think that's it. That's it. So that's that flavor in the mm-hmm. uh, cause orange blossom water. Mm-hmm. I can. It it is very. What what's the? Did you say floral? Uh huh. It is. That's the word. That's the correct word. Floral. I'm trying to elevate my vo- my vocabulary. <laughs> Do you like it? Yes, I love it. Okay, this good. is good. Yeah, and the figs are on point. They were perfect. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was gorgeous, uh, gorgeous. Yeah, they were you perfect. loved those figs, didn't you? Mm-hmm, man? Mm-hmm. You said they were the perfect size and texture. And yeah, they were small and ruby red. And again, in the center, it's gorgeous. The Patterson family. We thank you. Carol, you're missing out. I just I'm had sorry, to Carol. go on record, record and put that, I know you had put that out there. I, I know. I'm hurting, hurting here, and 
Java, when you're talking about floral, I, I'm not even eating it, and I thought the, of the word ethereal. Mm, there <laughs> well, we go. It's yeah, it's it's up there. It's is I didn't I didn't even know orange blossom water was a thing. Seems like we use it in some sort of drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use it in cocktails or uh, add it to iced tea or anything. I remember in New Orleans there was a drink. I, I think it was the rum punch or something that we put the orange flower the, water in or something. Maybe. maybe one of the ones with egg whites. I think. I don't uses, know. I don't either. But that's the first time I'd ever encountered it. It's a fabulous meal from start to finish. Uh, I just want to get com- comment here. Uh, this meal, even though I'm not partaking it, this is the essence of what Leanne presents to, you know, all of us on cooking and coking every day. And I would say that she is a goddess among, mm. you know, our posters and people really look at it. But, but what she does is she introduces flavors and you know, combinations of flavors that no one has thought about. And, and Malcolm, you know, you and I do love condiments. And she's taken this to a new level with condiments that are fresh and haven't been used before. And, and Leanne, you've talked to us about the yuzu koshu, um, some of the Indian spices that you have. Uh, what What is the Korean uh, deep red Sauce that is it goes gochujang, 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 and that can be bought off the ship. Kroger has Uh, it. I mean, any groceries, most grocery stores have it now. I think so because we have very crisp. Sorry, now I did. What did you ask? I'm sorry. Chili crisp. Is that what you said? Yeah, the little. Red jar. I've, I've seen you use it and other people on cooking and coking. Yeah, I think it may have become the condiment, the official condiment of cooking and coping. Um, last year it had quite a run. Um, it is delicious. It's, it uh, hasn't gone out of style, has no, it? No. It's, but but it, it's, its pinnacle was last season. I think so. <laughs> but uh, it's savory. You know, it's got onion and garlic and fried chili flakes, so it's got a fabulous texture. Sometimes um, it has peanuts in it or soybeans um i can't think of the brand name that i use it's got a lady's face on it but i have a great big jar i have a was lucky enough to have a friend who dropped off a giant jar of chili crisp at my door wow so carol because we only have a very short amount of time left in today's show i've invited leanne back next week to bring her trick bag of condiments and we will focus on that whole condiment thing that she does Right. What do you think about that? I think it's timely. As you as you know, I've been talking to you about that because Malcolm, you and I have got to go to the next level. We <laughs> yeah, like, we're bored with our current level. We need we, Leanne well, to move us up. We, we're not bored, but we we've got a lot to learn now. Absolutely. That's why we have like how to pronounce Gozu Chang. <laughs> That's why we have experts and, on the show like Leanne Dahl to tell us what it is. So it is I, it is. I issued you a, 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 a ingredient challenge last week. How about a, I issue a challenge to come back next week and talk about your trick bag of condiments? I will. All right. I think one of the secrets for Leanne is her willingness to go to five different grocery stores <laughs> on a Sunday 
everybody everybody doesn't have that kind of dedication correct to find those ingredients and you know those special items and this is after a long weekend in the delta she comes back to town and does all of this for us here on deep south dining and we are so grateful it was my pleasure i enjoyed it well we look forward to having you back on next week and we'll Mm -hmm. talk about your trick bag of condiments carol you'll still be uh far far away next week I will. I will. I'll be coming home Monday, but I'm going to stay here just in time for Deep South Dining. And I know that you will have, at that point, a week under your belt of eating in Aspen. Yep. So maybe you'll have a lot to share yeah. uh, about the that. The vegetables here are amazing. You know, they're a little behind us, but people don't think of Colorado as a major farming area, mm-hmm. but indeed it is. Paradise Valley. So, folks, join us again next Monday, Leanne. Galt will be back to talk about her trick bag of condiments, and Carol will be in Aspen, Colorado, giving us a report, and we always look forward to hearing from you. Deep South Dining is a product of a product and a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio. We are funded by generous contributions from folks like you, and sometimes we receive stoves for our guests <laughs> as opposed to contributions to our show. We are produced by Java Chapman for my co-host, Carol Palmer, and our very special guest, Leanne Galt, and for our phone guest, Stafford Sheridan. I'm Malcolm White. Stay tuned now for Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, followed by Southern Remedy at 11. And please join us every Monday for more Deep South Dining, heard exclusively on MPB Think Radio. It's time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Well, since we're talking about EVs, I just want to make sure you download an app. It's just like Gas Buddy telling you where gas is. There's apps to tell you where charging stations are if you're on a trip. Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10 a.m., Saturdays at 11 a.m., or anytime on the MPB Public Media app. I'm Miles Parks. Opioid drug deaths skyrocketed in 2020. The new book, American Cartel, says most Americans have forgotten a crisis that is still happening. Some people think this is history, the opioid epidemic. They've heard about it for so long. But we are in the midst of the deadliest drug epidemic in American history, and it continues to this day. That's next time on Here and Now. Today at noon on MPB Think Radio.